0: What's up, everyone? I'm Ruthina Porterfield, and this is Liberated Conversations with Ruthina. Now, before we get into this conversation, I do have a special announcement. On August 17th, my birthday, I will be releasing my first book, a memoir, entitled Liberated from the Hill. It is about my life in the neighborhood where I grew up, Liberty Hill, in North Charleston, South Carolina. This book is a 13-year dream in the making. And today I'm gonna be speaking with a woman who's helping to make that dream come true, Brittany Holmes Jackson. She is a best-selling author, an educator, a creative consultant, and a literary coach. We're going to be talking with her about all that she does, including her self-publishing company, and how to make your own literary dreams come true. So join the conversation. Liberated Conversations with Ruthina is sponsored by AndreaChanelHair.com. Use the coupon code LIBERATED for 20% off your purchase towards healthy hair care. Hello, Brittany. How are you?
1: I am amazing, Ruthina. How are you doing? I am
0: excited to have this conversation with you. I'm so Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful that you decided to do this. So I was referred to you by a past guest, Ashley Shepard. Um, Another bestselling author, Amazon bestselling author, and she sent me to you for a specific reason. I want you to talk about what what it is that people come to you for. What are people sent to you for?
1: For sure. So um, I am a literary coach. Literary Legacy Coach, um, self-proclaimed, because that is my passion and my purpose, is to help other aspiring and new authors establish a literary legacy through their book brands. Um, And most people who desire to write a book have no idea where to start. Um, And it is super important that it is done in the... um, most professional way because a lot of times self-published authors are stigmatized for not having the most um, professional looking products. So I Mm -hmm. do have clients who come to me because they don't know how to tell their story. They may not have the confidence to tell it. They may feel unqualified. But then once they do actually write the book, um, they struggle with the next steps so they're not sure you know it was already a a a big hurdle to write the book to get beyond the mental and emotional barriers that might prevent one from writing their story but then once it's done there's not a lot of knowledge on what happens next there's so many moving parts when it comes to publishing that a lot Mm -hmm. of authors get overwhelmed um so i am One of many professionals in today's industry that will um, help you do the work yourself or I will do it for you, depending on what your goals are and what your desires are. Um, But essentially, we we make sure that we put out um, excellent and quality products, but that our authors also understand what it means to be a book, um, a book brand an author brand and not just kind of like a one one hit wonder with a book, so to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I
0: like the term that you said, literary legacy, because mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to work specifically with you. Um, uh, self-publishing definitely was not my first choice um, because of the stigma that is attached to it. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it tends to be a very difficult stigma to overcome if not pursued in the correct way way. Um, And so when I saw those two words, those terms, literary legacy, that made Mm -hmm. a significant difference in wanting to work with you. So can you talk about exactly what a literary legacy is?
1: Absolutely. Um, So it's, I'm not going to say I made up the phrase, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it is something that I truly stand by and live by. Um, I actually got the phrase from my own writing and publishing mentor and coach, um, okay. but it's something that I grabbed onto really like um, expeditiously, like I had to understand what this meant. And essentially it's just like any other le- legacy, but it's one that can't be erased are demolished mm-hmm. are demoralized because it's yeah. literally a tangible legacy many yeah. people strive to leave a legacy um, through maybe their businesses or through the words that they lived or lived by or the works that they did in their life but um, a lot of times those things are not printed in a book yeah. um, so i always say if you were to pass away today tomorrow What are you actually leaving behind that no one can say is not yours? No one can say um, it does not exist or whatever they might be able to do to diminish that legacy. And a book is one of the only things that I can think of that can't be erased, can't be changed. It's it's there literally in living black and white color. (laughs) Right, right, right.
0: What do you think, why do you think so many people, and I almost think the answer is, is in, in it, but in the question, well, why do you think mm-hmm. so many people tend to go, why are people drawn to the self-publishing route versus the traditional publishing route? And it might be important to establish that traditional publishing just means going through uh, uh, one of the big name publishing companies and maybe not even necessarily right. big names, but going through an agent, going through the query process, going through mm-hmm. like what, what do you think draws people more so to the self publishing route versus the traditional publishing
1: route? Right. So the first number one reason is the time frame to actually Mm. be published. Um, That's number one. Number two is the ability to control, have creative control over your product. Um, So let's start with number one. It can take years for a traditional publisher to even pick up your book. You have gone through, (laughs) you have gone through the (laughs) query process. You you've gone on their website. You have submitted everything that they've asked for, but so has about five thousand other people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And a lot of times, and this uh, the acquisitions editor. So there are a lot of types of editors. The acquisitions editor is the one who receives the books that are submitted to the publishing house. They have to go through them manually, see if the requirements have been met. And if there is one little thing that does not meet that company's requirement, they might not even actually read your book. They may read the title and the synopsis that you put in your letter or your proposal. And if it doesn't fit whatever theme they have going on for that season, if it doesn't fit their overall um overall company values or what have you, they will throw yeah. it out and they won't tell you that they've thrown it out. So you submitted <laughs> all of this stuff to a company yeah. you may never hear from them. And it just takes yeah. so long. If you yeah. write a bit picked up by them, um, that can still easily take months, years, depending yeah. on their publication um, awesome. calendar or schedule. Calendar. Mm-hmm. So- When you're thinking about people who take years to write their book, most don't want to wait another few months or years to get it published. So self-publishing allows people to publish their books within days or weeks preferably months if it's done correctly. I know I yeah. have a very, um, <laughs> I have <laughs> a, a different viewpoint when it comes to what's happening in the industry right now and how quickly um, individuals are being published by various literary coaches. And I always say to each their own, but I always encourage a good three to six months to allow your book to not just be published, but to also gear up with a marketing plan as well. Okay. Um, I mentioned a number two reason. Yes. And that's creative control and ownership over your work. A traditional Mm -hmm. publisher owns the rights to your book. You have poured your heart and soul into a book. You give it to them. (laughs) And that contract that they give to you with that $10,000 advance bonus Mm. that looks really amazing and makes you not read that contract. (laughs) They own every aspect of your book um, the ebook, the audiobook, the hardback book, the paperback book. Oh, wow. I decided that I wanted to change or add something. okay, so we still own the rights to any subsequent uh, reprints or revisions to your book. Yeah. They own yeah. the cover image to your book. They own that something. If someone wants to turn your book into a movie, they don't come to you. they have to go to the publisher. Yeah. So a lot of people and myself included, because I'm I have been traditionally published in the past. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life, um, because that is how I broke into the literary industry. Mm-hmm. But uh, a, after a few books and realizing that I'm not getting paid, um, yeah. looking back on my books and book, my first book has been was released in 2007. So we're coming up on wow. 25 years of being a published author I can't release that book as like a commemorative anniversary edition I don't have the rights to any of that um so people want to have ownership over their work and and you know with considerable fairness like that is exactly what you should have
0: right right it's so it's so funny um I I'm also an actress and I work in the entertainment industry and I I sometimes consider the literary, especially when I first started going through the traditional route before COVID. It mm-hmm. felt the same way as auditions and <laughs> going into um, going into that writer's room and listening to them throw all this stuff and then reading the the paperwork and them saying okay, but you don't own this and you don't have mm-hmm. rights to this. And right. and it's, it's just what you said is the query process is very similar to the audition process where you go in and you pour your heart, all this work that you put into this character for this
1: mm-hmm. two
0: minutes of someone judging mm-hmm. you on this two minutes of what you've given same right. thing. You put all your work into this book and then you write this little one page email and everything is judged off of that email. And you may never hear from these people again. It is so similar. It is very, Absolutely. very similar. Mm-hmm. Um What do you think? And you talked about this a little bit about some of the bigger mistakes that people make when it comes to self-publishing. And it sounds like time frame is the biggest. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> biggest. Thing. I think um, this whole microwave society, this, this, and then the excitement and the eagerness of getting something out probably affects what it is, how fast people want to get it out. Why do you really, really stress expanding your time frame when it comes to getting your work out there?
1: Yeah, so I think you actually mentioned it or said something a little bit earlier, where it's about not wanting your book to come out looking as if you made it in your basement. Yes. <laughs> for lack of better, <laughs> for lack of better phrases, <laughs> we don't want it to look like a self published like book. Consider the Bingo's. fact, right? Consider the fact that. The goal is for your book to stand up against other books that are traditionally published are professionally published even may even though they may not be traditionally published. in Barnes and Noble, in Amazon, on Amazon, considering that when people look at look up your book, other books will also pop up and you want yours to be the one to stand out or if they're looking up the topic on which your book um, is focused on. You absolutely want it to stand out and not for anything negative. So the biggest thing about the time, time frame is that you want to give yourself time to actually make mistakes and say, oh, wow, this is not exactly what I wanted, especially when you consider things like your cover design. Um, if you're writing a book that has yeah, illustrations or includes images, those images have to look a certain way to print. They have to look a certain way on your computer to actually print in a quality that is becoming of a published book. So a lot of times, especially when you're using self-published platforms like Amazon KDP or Spark, or even Barnes and Noble, I believe they also have a platform on which you can self-publish and get your book um, published, but also have it be printed on demand. You want to ensure that they're not coming back to you saying that your images are low quality, low resolution, and you have no idea what that means because you just kind of copied and pasted pictures and put them into your book. You copied and pasted them from the internet, which can be copyright infringement, just because you can Google an image. um, Say I'm writing a book and I just want to put a star, just something as simple as a star on the page of my book. And you Google images of stars and you find one that you like, and you just copy and paste it and put it in the book someone can sue you for that if they come across your book and see that their image has been used without permission or payment so there are a lot of um right. things that I do think people go into self-publishing not knowing um especially when it comes to copyright infringement um having quality printed materials for your book. And then there's mm-hmm. a thing of not considering what marketing looks like. What does it mm, look like yeah. to actually let people know that I'm writing a book? Right. Um, or am I just going to pop up and say, hey, y'all, here's my book, you know? <laughs> um, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it mm-hmm. can hinder um, you actually achieving the goals that you desire to achieve with your book launch.
0: Yeah. There are so many legal ramifications to consider. There are so many, you um, marketing mm-hmm.
1: choices
0: to make i guess personally someone on the outside of the literary industry right i think it depends on what your goals are for your book absolutely and um, if if your goals are just to get this thing out into the world and mm-hmm. give to your friends and family and whatever happens as a result of that hallelujah mm-hmm. then your plans are going to look different from someone who wants to make a, um, something that's going to reach the masses. Absolutely,
1: um, yeah.
0: so I think all of that goes into that. So what is it that your company, your, what is it that your company does to assist in that process? What are mm-hmm. the services that you provide to right. assist in that process? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, Brittany H- I'm Jackson and Cole, my literary agency. I call it a literary agency because we actually are not publishers. We do assist okay. in the self-publishing process. So I, I want to make that clear because there's a lot of misconceptions surrounding um, who's a publisher and who's not when it comes to this industry as well. Um, oh, let's make but, that clear, please. Yeah. So. There are companies that offer self-publishing services like mine, but are not considered publishers simply because we may offer other things um, in regards to coaching, consulting. Um, We also, depending on what you're looking for, we also, um, we refrain from taking ownership of your work. Um, so, you have what's called traditional publishers, which we kind of touched on earlier. Um, right. Those are your Simon & Schuster's, your Harlequin books, Random your house. Um, Random House, Penguin Ping- Ping- Random when? House, excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Tongue tied there. Um, so, those are like your major publishers who monopolize the industry overall, especially when it comes to being traditionally published. That means they take your book. They own the rights to your book. They give you a certain amount of money that they eventually have to make back through your book sales. And they can even send you on like promotional tours. Um, they give you marketing materials. They don't necessarily coach you in marketing, but you could have an agent. There's there's a lot of oh, things yeah, that yeah. they do offer. Um, but then you have what, I, what are called um, hybrid publishers which if I were a publishing house, that is what I would consider BHJ and co to be. If we were a publishing house Um, hybrid publishers do a lot of what traditional publishers do without retaining the rights to your book. Um, At most, they may own your ISBN number. um, And what that means is when the barcode of your book is scanned, that particular publishing house's name will pop up versus your company name, which is what self-published authors will normally put their ISBN under. Um, Everything else about the process is generally considered self-publishing because you do own the rights to your work all of the completed and finished products that come along with your book being printed, you own those. You get the final cover, you get the edited layout of your book. Um, you get the ebook if that' if that was set up for you um, and you also have access to whatever platform on which your book is being distributed. So that might look like your own Amazon KDP account. Um, your own IngramSpark account or what have you, and you retain all royalties. So when people purchase your books from whatever platform they are being housed on, you get the money for that, not your publishing company. So just want to be gotcha. clear about that. The, again, the only thing that some hybrid publishers retain ownership of is the ISBN number so that they can receive credit for having published your book um right. and that they get nothing else you typically pay like a lump sum of money for them to do all of the work for you and that's gotcha. it because they don't get any residual income royalties or anything of that nature once the book comes out and then right. you have your self-publishers who are literally self-published um self-publishing consultants who will self-publish for you they do everything that hybrid publishers do but they will put the isbn number in your name um and this okay. is what uh, there is that's the, like the smallest discrepancy that some people have between hybrid publishers and self-published consult self-publishing consultants okay. um that okay. ISBN number some people really desire that ISBN number to be in their name to show, because that is kind of like the marker that you are self-published, but the Mm -hmm. true marker is that you actually own all of the rights and royalties to your book. Um, However, most people won't realize that if your ISBN scans under a different company name than your own so i always encourage authors especially those who are new to the industry to be well versed and to ask questions when you are looking for a self-publisher i know with bhj and co we are very upfront that when we help you set up your um set up your your book and everything you own the rights to everything that we finalize all of the final products all of the final platforms the only thing we do put our name on is the actual ISBN number and barcode so that when people scan your book, they can see that BHJ and code published, um, published it for you. Um, but otherwise you want to ask those questions because a lot of people mm-hmm. go into places and spaces believing that they are getting certain specific self-publishing, um, services. And when they don't, they're very confused or sometimes there are people who have kind of played you. um, And those are what I would consider vanity press companies. And they will kind of take any and everybody. There's no like um, there's no vetting process, which I believe you experienced, you where you were referred to me. I gave you a client, you know um, I gave you a client form to kind of fill out an intake form to just make sure that we would be a right fit vanity press publishers do not do those things they will publish any and everybody um and they will also take your money up front to publish you but then they will also keep parts of your revenue um and if you don't read your contract carefully you will have purchase self-publishing services and not actually be self-published because you don't own your your um mm. final files you don't own the isbn either um and they're taking money from the back office because you didn't get access to your um your your self-published platform or your print-on-demand platform your amazon kdp Ingram spark or what have you right so I think that is the gist of the differences between what it means to be traditionally published, hybrid, um, vanity press. Like there's a lot. Right. So you just want to really oh. make sure right. that you are um privy to all of the differences there. Yeah. I um this started off with a question, but I <laughs> this started yeah. off with a question, but I'm it not about sure how to rewrite it Exactly. Day. You provided but
0: you answered that right, question then okay. within, and I within did, yeah. <laughs> yeah you did answer that question. Um no I before I even got to you, before I even met Ashley who referred me to you from uh from my episode a couple of episodes ago, which I encourage everyone to go back and listen to because it's her we talk about Ashley's book, uh her food and her fasting food and faith journal. Which was an awesome, awesome, awesome resource. Um, definitely go check out that episode after the fast. But um, before I even got to her, I had started researching self-publishing companies and was coming across a lot of Vanity Press. And once I looked at the numbers that they were presenting, I was like, "Hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> something doesn't seem right here," right, you know. Right. So, um, so it was definitely a blessing to be led to you who is going to be working with me on my very, very, very first um, memoir to be dropped in August. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, Brittany, where can everyone find you?
1: Of course. So I am the Brittany J. Way. So that is T.H.E. B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y J-A-Y W-A-Y on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you're on platforms like Clubhouse or Twitter, just drop the T-H-E. Um, I could only fit a certain amount of characters on those platforms and it's just <laughs> yeah. Brittany J-Way there. You can also look me up on, on my website Um, and that's pretty much it on any anywhere you want to find me. You might be able to just Google with my name and I will randomly pop up in some farmer fashion.
0: Well, I am looking forward to working with you. I'm really, really excited. Um, I I have to thank you for stressing asking a lot of questions because mm -hmm. we we haven't even really started our process. And I think I have inundated you with about 8,000
1: questions. And I am okay with that. I'm here for all the questions. I need you to be very clear on what's happening. So I love it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I really appreciate it, mm-hmm. Brittany. Thank you so much for taking this little bit of time time with me because I know you're super super busy. I really encourage people to check her out on Facebook because her group is so is such a yes. vital vital resource and provide she provides so much information that you will want to work with her. You will yeah. want to work with Brittany Holmes Jackson thank because you. of all thank of the information you. that she provides just out of the kindness of her heart on Facebook and on Instagram. So once again, Brittany, thank you so much. If you can hang out for just a second. Thank you for listening to this liberated conversation with Ruthina, but remember the conversation does not end here. I want to hear your thoughts and about your own experience. So share this episode and leave a comment on Instagram or Twitter. Don't forget to like subscribe and tell a friend to join the conversation and until our next one, peace, stay cool, and God bless.